Welcome to the Spiritually Expressed Human, a show where being spiritual means unleashing the badass within, and being human means listening to your heart's voice instead of the one in your head. Together, Susan will help you navigate the murky waters of life's emotional and spiritual experiences, those that likely caused you to live by someone else's directions, and find your true north so that you can become the spiritually expressed badass you are meant to be. Now here's your host, Susan DeCenzi. Welcome back to another episode. I am so excited to be here because this is a new show for me. I have another show that I'll still be putting episodes on that show periodically, but I decided to do this new show because it's really more about how we express throughout our day, our lives, how we express through the experiences that we have that make us who we are. And I know for me, I got so caught up throughout my 56 years in sometimes not really being authentically me. And it's like, but what does that mean, authentic, right? That that word is such a buzzword. It is so overused. It is used so many times. Live your authentic self. Be authentically you. And it's like, what does that really mean? And I realized as a therapist over the last 24 years that so many people were getting caught up in not really being who they really are, maybe not using their voice or getting out of a relationship that is no longer really making them happy or working at a job that they really don't enjoy and isn't really a part of their passion anymore, maybe following some kind of preconceived notion about who they're supposed to be because of the expectations that were placed on them by either their caregivers, their parents, other family members, friends, spouses, whoever, right? And I've watched over 24 years, thousands and thousands of my clients start to really step into more of their full expression and who they really are by just being allowed to have permission to feel whatever it is they feel and to think whatever it is they think and to not have to define themselves by the expectations, by the past experiences, by the conditioning of their past that would get in the way of their present and their future. And so I am so incredibly excited to do this show for you because I know that, you know, like the word spiritual, right? That has a lot of meaning for a lot of people and might not have any meaning for some people. Like, I'm not spiritual. I'm not that woo-woo. I'm not, you know, sitting there all day with my legs crossed and my fingers in a certain position, lighting candles and incense and saying om all day. And so I'm not spiritual at all. And other people are like, I don't know if there's anything beyond ourselves. I don't know if there's such things as, you know, something called God or soul or spirit. I think that when I die, that's it. My body is done. I'm dead. I'm not conscious anymore. I don't know anything. So I wanted to do this show to really help people understand that spiritually expressed simply means that you are being 
as true and authentic to you based on what it is that you want and is important to you and not based on anything else that came before. Not the experiences you've had, not the family environment you grew up in, not the job you hold, not whether you're with someone or not with someone, not whether you're, you know, I don't know, anything, right? I could, the list is endless. I could go on and on. That spiritually expressed means becoming the badass of your own life. And what I mean by that, and that's another word that can create a lot of trigger, I guess we'll say for a lot of people, is badass. Because that word badass can be like negative, right? Oh, he or she is such a badass. They're kind of bitchy and mean, and they're kind of an asshole. And, you know, they they kind of, you know, don't care about what other people think and feel, and they just kind of run over people. They're such a badass. And then on the flip side, it's like, be the badass of your life. Okay, what does that mean? Well, again, to me, as a therapist, as a coach, as someone who has lived 56 years and experienced a whole shit ton of things that could have led me down that path where I was, no offense to anyone, but a crack-smoking prostitute who hated all men and distrusted the world, and I wasn't. And the reason that I wasn't was because of that awareness that I had at four years old that we are more than just our physical bodies. So to me, spiritually expressed means becoming more than just what you think you are in a body, that human being, right? Living experiences, having a life, and just like existing. And that being a badass means that you step into a place where you make the decisions about what you want and who you are and how you show up in the world. And sometimes that's going to probably look a little bitchy or assholey, right? If you have to set boundaries and stand up for yourself and allow yourself to feel empowered to use your voice to say, no, I'm not going to do that. Or yes, I would love to do that. And here's how we're going to do it. I'm not doing it your way. I'm doing it my way. And sometimes it's going to mean that you as a spiritually expressed badass, you're taking control back from those experiences and those thoughts and those feelings that you've had that caused you to give that power away to either others or to those experiences you had. Because if you remember from the welcome episode, which was just last week, I am a six-time sexual assault survivor. Now, I don't even identify as a survivor anymore. But that is something that a lot of people do identify with. And so I use that term to help them understand some of the experience part of what I went through six different times. The truth is, I'm actually a thriver. I have stepped into thrivership many, many years ago after very long kind of painful processes of talking with other therapists and coaches and friends and family, and really diving within myself to say, I do not have to be my experiences. And because that awareness at four years old, that we are more than our bodies, and that anything is possible, and and there is infinite possibility in our life and in our choices, 
And it was the singular thing that kept me from committing suicide 28 years ago when I wrote that note to my then two-year-old son. With that awareness, I recognized through my life personally and then professionally with, you know, so many clients is that most of us are never really taught how to navigate this human experience. And so I want this first episode today to really be about how we can begin navigating that human experience of our past that causes us to feel like we're an imposter, or we're not good enough, or we're a fraud, or a copycat, or that we're not pretty enough, or handsome enough that we're not strong enough, all those enough things that we say to ourselves. It's the stuff from the past that causes us to believe that we don't have the power anymore. And yes, shitty things happen to people, of course, right? Like, look at my experiences, and I'm sure that you listening are totally screaming out loud right now with your headphones on listening to this going, me too. I don't mean necessarily about kind of sexual assault, but me too about having shitty experiences. Maybe your dad never said he loved you or that he was proud of you. Maybe your mom was really hard on you and very, very strict and never really allowed you to kind of be who you were as a kid or even now as an adult maybe. But the one thing I know for sure is that when we get caught in that voice in our head that is really loud and screaming at us that we're not enough or that we're worthless or that we're a fraud or we're an imposter or we're not, you know, physically appealing, any of that shit, we start to believe it when we keep listening to it over and over and over because we drowned out the voice of our heart. And to me, that voice of your heart is what really is spiritually expressed all about. That's what it really means. I'm really big on language. And you're going to hear me swear and say bad words. Like, who cares, right? Language is really important. But what's more important is it's the meanings that you give the language. And honestly, I don't give a lot of meanings to the language of swear words because sometimes. It feels just damn good to say fuck. Sometimes it just feels good to say, shit, I can't believe I just did that. Or shit, I dropped that thing. Sometimes it just feels good. And it's a way that we express and release all of that pent up emotion, pent up thought, pent up feelings. And we'll get into it over the course of the show where we really separate out emotions and feelings and talk about the differences because they are very, very different. They are not the same. And part of what I think was so beneficial for my clients through the years was that when they understood a little bit more about how we really take the world in, how it gets stored away in our brain and our physical body, how our mind kind of creates all of the meanings they started to feel a sense of empowerment to really start dismantling all of the truths, and I'll say it in air quotes, truths, that they believed were really their truths, when in fact, 
They were illusions. They were lies. They were other people's truths that they adopted as their own. And it absolutely doesn't have to be that way. And so I want to dive in a little bit now to understanding a little bit more about why the things that you say to yourself are so critical, what that inner voice is saying to you, and how to begin quieting that inner voice down. And although we haven't really dove into yet all of those pieces about emotions and feelings and the differences and how we take the world in, you can start by looking at some of the language. So when you say things like, I really wish I could do that, but I don't think I can, what you're basically telling yourself is that you absolutely don't believe in yourself. I really want this thing, and then you put the but in there, which negates everything that came before it. And like, so I really want this thing, but I don't know if I can do it. So I really want this thing. You're expressing a desire, a want, a hope, a need. And then you're kind of dismissing it by saying the word but or other words that you can use that will kind of negate it. And then you're saying, I don't know if I can, or I don't know if it's possible, or I don't think that that's going to be, you know, that's going to happen. I really wish this pandemic, because we're in the middle of a pandemic right now, I really wish this pandemic would be over, but it doesn't really look like it's stopping anytime soon. And so we get caught in this very confusing language that we're telling ourselves, and then we wonder why we haven't accomplished a certain goal, or we haven't lost those last 15 pounds, or we didn't get out of this relationship that wasn't healthy for us anymore and we're totally unhappy. I'm really unhappy and I want to get out of this relationship, even if I don't say the word but, and I don't know how I could do it because I can't afford to be on my own. So it's those kinds of things that we say to ourselves all the time that then push away the goals and the dreams and the desires and the hopes that we have because we start to believe that some of this stuff in our life isn't possible to change. And I got to tell you, anything is possible and anything can be changed. Now, don't get me wrong. You can't actually go back and change the past. A hundred percent. You are never obviously going to be able to time travel and go back and change the past of something that happened long ago. What you can do, though, is change the way your mind and your brain hold on to it. And that's where emotions and feelings kick into gear. And again, we'll get into that in another episode because that could be many episodes where we talk just about that. One of the big things that I found, though, with my clients over the years and even with myself on my own personal journey was that what was more important was to start to become aware of what I'm even thinking. What are the thoughts that are consistently running in my head? So I promised you during the trailer episode, the welcome episode, that you would get tools and skills every single episode that you could take away and immediately apply. And I want to offer up one of those right now, which is, think about it like this. If I'm not aware that I have 
an appendicitis problem, I'm not going to go to the doctor and do anything about it. So let's say I have this pain in my lower right abdomen, and I'm obviously a woman. I might look at it and blame it on a lot of things. I might say it's because I have some gas, or it's because I ate something specific, or it's a cramp, or maybe it's a female issue, right? And I might not really pay that much attention to it. But pain in the body, physically, is our internal warning system that is telling us, hey, knock, knock, dumbass, there's a problem. There's this pain. There's a problem. We often don't pay attention to it, though. We blame it on other things. We dismiss it. We ignore it. We avoid it. Then the pain becomes a little worse, and we still may avoid it, distract ourselves from it, ignore it, blame it on something else, justify it, anything, because there's a part of us that really doesn't want to deal with the pain directly. It continues. Now we have a fever. Now we're starting to get a bit shaky. Well, now maybe I'm starting to pay a little more attention, basically becoming a little more aware that this pain is a problem, that it is telling me something. And maybe I do something about it at that point. But let's say I don't. Let's say for the sake of, I don't like stereotypes, but let's say for the sake of just illustration here, that this pain is happening in a guy who is 250 pounds of solid mass, and he's just a hard worker, and he's never sick, and he never takes a day off from work, and he's got this pain going on. He may ignore it until the point where he's literally laying on the ground, shaking with a high fever, because his appendix is about ready to explode, And somebody's like, dude, are you okay? And he's like, I'm fine. It's just something I ate. I'll be okay. He's really not paying attention to it. And if his appendix bursts, it's going to be a major problem. So this physical pain stuff inside of us is really our physical body's way of saying, hey, knock, knock, there's a problem. The issue is, this happens all the time with our emotions too and the thoughts in our head, but we don't pay attention to it. It causes us pain. We feel the pain. We don't like the pain because the truth is we are hardwired physiologically to move toward pleasure and away from pain. So who the hell is going to want to feel the pain willingly? Nobody I know. I don't want to feel it either. Yet the emotional body has a warning signal, a warning system too, that signals us when there's a problem. And that's things like the emotions that I consistently feel over and over again, the triggers that happen out there that trigger up in me these thoughts and feelings and these emotions. And if I don't pay attention to it, and I keep trying to push it down and push it away, those warning systems are going to get louder and stronger. And maybe it'll show up as anxiety or some depression. Maybe it'll show up as stress. Maybe it'll show up as feeling like the imposter and it holds you back in your life or your business or your relationships. Maybe you're afraid to talk to someone 
because you're afraid of what they'll think. And so the first step to really starting to be able to dismantle all of these illusions and recreate your life authentically the way you desire and truly become a fully expressed person, spiritually expressed human, is to be aware, to start taking notice of the things that you think, the feelings that you have, the emotional labels that you give it, the triggers that are happening outside of you, and begin to write them down. So you can begin to start to see patterns or commonalities between these things that keep seeming to happen for you. Because I guarantee you, if you're not living 100% authentically you and living the life you want, you're being held back by some of this shit from your past that is getting in the way of your present and getting in the way of your decision about how you want your future to look. Now, I just said 100%. You might be going, oh, she's so full of shit, because nobody can do that 100% of the time. And you know what? You're 100% correct. No one can do that 100% of the time. I don't do that 100% of the time. This is the whole point of the show is that we're human. Stop thinking that in order to be kind of authentically you, you have to look a certain way or do certain behaviors. You're going to fuck up. You're going to feel bad sometimes. You're going to have negative, dark thoughts and feelings and emotions that are going to get in the way. And sometimes they're going to hold you back. But the difference is that when you're aware of what those things are in that moment that are beginning to hold you back, just like the pain in the body with the appendix, you can do something about it. And even if it takes you months and months and months more before you actually work through it and learn to walk with it, that's okay. Because you now have the power to step into a place where you're making choices, which are choices are a choice, a conscious decision and choice versus the automatic reactions. Listen to the word reaction. You acted on it once, it got stored away in your mental body, your physical body, your emotional body, your spiritual body and then a trigger out there happens, pulls it back into the conscious awareness of your mind. You become aware of it, you're feeling it, you're thinking it, and you're like, oh my God, now I'm reacting to it again. That's why we call it reaction. Acted on it once, got stored away, got re-triggered, and you are reacting on it. And reactions are automatic. But responses are choices. So if you really want to begin this process of becoming like your highest version of you, your best version of you and living your best life, and you want to become that person who really expresses fully and completely to the best of your ability each day as who you're choosing, there's just a little bit of work that has to be done in laying the foundation. And that is my deepest hope for this show, is that you are able to each week walk away with tools and skills that will build upon the next 
and build upon the next and build upon the next so that you can fully become whoever is you're choosing to be instead of feeling like it's who you automatically are. That whole idea that it's just part of my personality, it's just who I am. Bullshit. It is not just who you are. Today's episode has been brought to you by our sponsor, True Visionaries Incorporated, an organization dedicated to helping you become a true visionary of your own life. If you're dealing with any kind of stress day-to-day or stress related to the pandemic, then go to www.susandesenzi.com forward slash stress toolkit to download your free stress toolkit guide. Thanks so much for listening. Now back to the show. I say it's not just who you are because even though I'm a licensed therapist, throughout my career, there has obviously been these disorders, these labels that we have given to certain people's mental health issues, whereby we called them a personality disorder. Well, if you haven't figured out already, I'm not big on the labels. Yes, yes, yes. Of course, I've had to label people when I took their insurance for, you know, payment purposes and so that people could kind of understand what was happening to them, right? The problem with that is that so many people become their labels and they truly begin to believe that that's who they are. And what if I said to you that is not who you are at the core? What if I said to you that who you are at the core is really whoever you choose to be? And no matter what your past experiences are or have been for however many years, you have the choice to decide. The issue is that, again, we're not really taught how we can make those decisions for ourselves and how we can make those choices. Because I might say, I want to be a global speaker and I want to impact millions of people. And I begin the path to do that, right? I start to speak and I start to get more well-known and I have more people who are following me. And then it kind of stops. I can't seem to grow it any further. Well, that could totally stop me and say, well, see, I'm not meant to be that global speaker. I'm meant to just speak in this small area. Because I start to look at the behaviors and think, oh, see, it's not happening. That it, It's not happening for me. So maybe I'm not supposed to do that. But part of that is because there's a part of me then that doesn't believe it's possible. And so I kind of then get caught behind some of those thoughts, and I stop myself. And the truth is, is that I don't really have to be anybody other than who I choose to be. So if I want to be this big global speaker, and I'm just using this as an example, and I'm starting to see that I'm not being able to grow my business speaking much bigger than where I've already grown it to, let's say, instead of getting caught in the, well, maybe I'm not supposed to be this bigger speaker who has more of a global impact, 
what if I revisited what I'm telling myself and I go, huh, wow, why am I thinking that because it's not growing right now, that means I'm not meant to be a bigger global speaker? Maybe it just means that I'm not finding the best people right now who want to hire me. Maybe I'm looking in a place where I'm not going to find those people. Or what if I'm in this relationship and I say, I really want to be happy. And I haven't been happy for a really long time. And I love my partner dearly. And we've been together for many, many years. But wow, we just don't seem to have a lot in common anymore. And we just don't seem to communicate well anymore. And we're just not happy. Well, if I stay, could it be that I'm afraid to be on my own? Could it be that I'm afraid I won't make enough money to support myself? Could it be that I don't want to let go of all the years that we've had together or the home we have built or the children that we have together, if we have kids together? Could it be that there's some fears there that are kind of stopping me from really choosing to be happy today? And so it's not just as simple as saying things like, I can just do this because I decided to. Sometimes we have to look at the other factors that are in play. And at the same time, we have to look and see if those other factors in play are creating kind of fears or creating thoughts or creating some different feelings that are either propelling us forward or holding us back. And so I know for me, I felt like an imposter for a really long time. And the reason I felt like an imposter was because I guess I thought, regardless of my past experiences and regardless of the fact that I'm a licensed therapist and a spiritual and emotional resiliency coach, I guess I thought that who was I to really be teaching or sharing all this stuff with other people, believing that I could help them? Now, I did help people, right? I was seeing evidence of that every day in my practices, in my full-time job, and I had two private practices too. I was seeing it all the time. But sometimes I would still feel like an imposter because I didn't feel really worthy completely within myself. I didn't really truly love myself completely. And so I was still looking for that outside validation or that outside approval from others. And so when I would, you know, work with clients and they would really be making progress, I felt amazing. And sometimes when I was working with clients and they might be a little stuck, I started to feel bad because like, what am I doing wrong? Why can't I help them? Why am I not getting them past this? And then I realized it's not about me. It's not my journey to take for them. It's their journey to take. And so I started to realize that there is really no such thing as feeling like an imposter unless we're measuring ourselves by all of their outside stuff, right? Like whether or not they give me validation or approval or they're showing progress. And then I was measuring my worth and value 
against how they were doing. But my God, if we do that, then how are we ever going to, I don't know, reach the bar? We're always going to be moving the bar. It's kind of like if I'm a runner and I run this mile in six minutes. And then I say, well, I want to do better than that because I know I'm capable. I know I can run faster. I know I kind of slowed down a little bit during that half mile stretch. All right. So next time I want to run a five and a half minute mile. Okay. So then I do that. I practice. I practice. I go out and I run the five and a half minute mile. Awesome. I'm so happy. Woohoo. I hit the five and a half minute mark and I go, but I want to do five minutes now. I know I can. The point is, is that if I really don't believe in myself and know that I'm doing the best I can, I'm always going to change that bar. And the next thing you know, I might even be like, I can do it in two and a half minutes. I don't know the statistics for runners. I don't know the world record for the fastest mile run. I truly don't. I have no clue. So I could be talking total shit out of the side of my mouth right now. But honestly, I'm just using it as an example. Let's say the fastest runner on record ran a one-minute mile. Let's just say that's a real thing. What if I try that and I can't hit the minute? Do I believe that I'm a failure? Do I believe I'm no good? Do I believe I didn't try hard enough? What if I know I ran the absolute fastest my legs could carry me and I still didn't hit the minute? Do I start getting you know down on myself? Do I start feeling like an imposter? Like I'm just trying to pretend like I'm this great fast runner. No, I'm one hell of a fast runner. I just can't hit the mile. So what? But we're not taught that. We're not taught that in our lives most of the time. We're taught keep going, keep striving. You can do better. You can do better. You can do better. And that is so ingrained in kind of the way we think and experience life. It's so ingrained in the the lenses that we use to look at life through that we start applying it to everything. And the next thing you know, we don't feel good enough. We feel like an imposter, a copycat, a fraud, unworthy, unlovable, and you name it, you could plug in anything else. So going back to what I said quite a while ago, the trick and the first step is the awareness. You have to have the awareness of what some of the thoughts are that you say to yourself on a regular basis. You have to have the awareness of some of the things that you're feeling and some of the emotions that are tied to that. And so begin writing it down. Even if it's just one time a day, you noticed something, write it down. And you will begin to be more and more consciously aware of the thoughts and the feelings and the emotions that you're having regularly. And that, my friend, right there is the beginning place where you are then starting to really step into your own power and take it back from all of those experiences that you were taught to give it the power away to. And that is where you will begin to really start to be able to change your life to make it be what you choose you want it to be. So I hope that you have enjoyed today's episode. Next week, 
we are going to have a very special episode with a dear friend of mine where we just were kind of having a conversation that kind of led into kind of a coaching call. And so I'm going to share that episode that was done on her podcast. I'm going to share that here on mine. And then she has already come back and we've already recorded the second part of that that will be probably a few weeks or so out from now. So please reach out to me if you're having, I don't know, any thoughts, any questions, you have any feedback for me, you'd like to see me go in a certain direction on the show, just reach out to me at susandesenzi.com. The links will all be in the show notes. Just reach out to me and let me know what you're thinking, what you want, what you need. Because this show is going to be a variety of me just blah, blah, blahing and sharing cool shit with you and teaching you a few things and giving you some tips and skills and tools you can use. And it's going to be some on-air coaching. And it's going to be amazing, crazy, crazy awesome guests who have their own stories to share. And every time I have a guest on, the following week, I'm going to do a monologue episode where it's just me blah, blah, blahing and tying it all together for you so you can really see how it applies to you. So thanks for being here. Go out and regain, take back that power, that shining diamond that you are inside. Allow your brilliance to shine. Take back that power and become the spiritually expressed badass that is your birthright. I love you all. I'll see you next week. Have an amazing, brilliant week. Ciao for now. You've been listening to The Spiritually Expressed Human, where conformity is not an option, getting out of the box is critical, and spiritually expressed means becoming the badass of your life while attaining freedom and inner peace. If you're ready to start that process, go to susandesenzi.com and click on the free gift tab to get started. You can also get the link in the show notes. Thank you for being here. And if you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe on your platform of choice. Until next time, be the spiritually expressed badass you are meant to be.